Hey guys, I'm giving you a sneak peek into our Airbnb Kickstart Mastermind group. Uh, this is something that most people are having to pay for. You get a free look into this today, and you're going to be learning from high-level people uh, right here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb. But I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. All right, so before we get started in this video, I just want to make sure you understand kind of the, the context of this group. So this is a paid group that the majority are part of my Airbnb Kickstart course, which if you haven't taken a look at that, you can do that just down below in the description. Uh, some people though in this group are just in it because they want to get continued education. They want to be around high level individuals, high level Airbnb uh, operators, and also be able to ask their questions to a community and be a part of something that's bigger than them so they can continue to grow and get a higher mindset as well. So there's gonna be three things that you see in this video today. Number one is going to be from my good friend, Micah, who's going to talk about Airbnb and how he learned how to be able to scale this to over 400 units using timeshares, which just blew my mind. Uh, the next thing that you're going to learn it's about a situation recently that myself and my girlfriend, Gracie, uh, went through uh, when we, we had an arbitrage unit and then it fell through and we just wanted everyone to be able to learn from that situation and how uh, what happened to us um, can be avoided uh, by others. And then the third one is one of my students. They're talking about one of their situations and we talk together as a group. We're basically always about six to 10 people in this group that are discussing and, and helping each other out. We call it the accelerator seat. Um, so you might hear that term dropped in there. It's basically a hot seat where you get to jump on and you get to ask questions and say, hey, here's what I'm struggling with, or here's what my goals are, or here's where I wanna be. Um, and the, the group basically helps to be able to get to that standpoint. So. Let's jump into it right now. But before we do, if you're interested, if you're like, hey, this seems like a really cool group, what are the details on it? It's only $97 a month. Um, however, we cherry pick and handpick people who we want in the group. Uh, so one of the qualifications is you either have to be a purchase member of our Airbnb Kickstart course, or you need to at least have one Airbnb unit of which you are currently a super host on. So you have to be a super host um, or you have to be in the, uh, the actual course. And the reason for that is we want people that are either going to be, you know, learning the same way of which I taught or bringing in new value that ha already have experience because this is a mastermind group. It's not just a class. It's not a place where you just go and show up and learn. You have to provide some value as well. So if that sounds interesting to you and you want to learn more about that, all you have to do is email me and you can just basically start the interview process from there. Info at fearlesskyle.com. Again, info at fearlesskyle.com. Just make sure in the, uh, the subject you put Airbnb Kickstart Mastermind. And if you do that, then we can go ahead and set up a time to talk. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to this little mashup from our Airbnb Kickstart Mastermind group. I'm excited about this, guys. Uh, so Micah, before I talk too much, just kind of give a little intro about yourself. Um, how long you been in the short-term rentals? What were you doing before short-term rentals? We would love to hear your story. 
Okay. Uh, so I started in short-term rentals in 2016. Uh, December 2016, that's when we opened our first LLC. Uh, me and my wife, we were pretty much, you know, working the nine to five. You know, we're like, look, we have to have something more than just going to work every day. So my wife, I'm like, look, we got to figure something out to produce some extra income. And I've been, I've been in real estate since I was 19. Uh, that's when I ended up buying my first house. Uh, so I was like, okay, let's look further into real estate. I'm familiar with it. And so she was like, okay, let's look into real estate. So she ended up going and finding out about Airbnb. So she comes back, she goes to, I think she went to her beautician or something. And she's like, hey, let's look into Airbnb. You know, she said, her beautician said, you can make all this money. I'm like, okay. And I'm a numbers guy. So I started going, doing all the research. And I'm like, hold on. So if I have a $700 mortgage and I just rent it for 10 nights at 70 a night, I can make my entire mortgage in 10 days. That was the logic immediately clicked. I'm like, okay. So I was like, okay, let's go find a property. I started off, we bought a condo. We buy this condo for 70 grand in Arlington, like directly across the street from the Cowboy Stadium, brand new Cowboy Stadium, we buy the condo. We're up and running. We're up and running for about a month, two months. We're, make, we're chilling, we're tripling our, uh, we're tripling our, our income. Uh, we get a, a nasty letter from the HOA said, you gotta shut down. Cause it wasn't allowed. And I'm like, oh crap, man. So I, I had to pivot quick. I'm like, okay, we just bought this condo. How do I, how do I make money off of it? Uh, I ended up running into a guy named Al Williamson on bigger pockets. And he's like, oh, that's not a problem. You need to switch to corporate style renting. And I'm like, corporate style renting. He goes, you need to start renting to traveling nurses, things like that. So I started studying furnished finder, all the corporate agencies. And we started renting out those, Rent, renting out to those. And it was making just as much money. And then I'm like, okay, I'm loving the cash flow here. How do I 10x? How do I get more? Uh, me and my wife, we had some extra money. We were in Vegas. We went to Vegas. We stayed at our timeshare. And we're out in Vegas. And I'm like, I wonder if I could rent this timeshare on Airbnb. And she's like, I don't know. We'll try it. So I was like, okay, I get back home. I rented the timeshare. I sell my points off on the timeshare. I did about 10, 15 reservations. So I'm like, dang it. I ain't got no more points. How do I, you know, how do I do this without points? So I started reading the timeshare fine print. And I read it and I was like, oh, I don't need points to rent this. All I need is to rent their, their uh, the portions that they don't have, that they have huge vacancies. They have these huge vacancy gaps. So I've read the fine print. So I started going on there and I started grabbing all the vacancies from the time shares. I just started listing them on Airbnb. In 11 months, we're up to like 60, 70 units. And in 11 months, we made $111,000. And I'm like, dude, we got, I'm like, I'm like okay, we got it. We got to really 10X this. So I started listing timeshares left and right. I'm listing those. I'm making money off of it. And then I'm like, okay, I've list, I've maxed myself out on all the places we can list. So at that time, I'm like, okay, let's, let's try this arbitrage thing. And during this whole time, I had my podcast, which is Live, Let, Thrive. And so that's my, my guide. I don't mean to interrupt you, man, but okay. can we just pro press the, the timeout button? Um, okay. Tell me again how, how these timeshares work. Okay. So pretty much what you do is we were taking the time from the timeshares yeah. that they have huge that they have huge vacancies and after we take it we just list it on airbnb all you do all we did the best part about this timeshare model is i pay 150 a month for the timeshare and i get access to over 500 properties and i take those properties and i list them and what i do is i can just take like hey uh windsor california right now they're having a vacancy period where not too many people are coming i just take that list it on airbnb grab the pictures from the timeshare website throw them over and all I do is I have a VA down in the, the down in Argentina, and all he does is push accept or decline. 
Accept if the time's available, decline if it's not. And that's all it is. Okay. So because I've never owned a timeshare, like literally I'm stupid when it comes to timeshares. I've always heard they're scams. So I just stay away from them. I'm really uneducated about it. So let's just assume everyone is in first grade right now and has never even heard of a timeshare. Like, Mm -hmm. are these, are these already furnished? And that's why it's so easy to access. What Mm -hmm. do you mean you spend $150 and suddenly you have 500 properties? I, I'm, my, my mind is not wrapping around it. (laughs) Okay. So $150 is your maintenance fee, right? So the big scam in timeshares is the maintenance fee. They're like, you can only pay 150 and you go for it. You only get a week or two weeks. Well, you get more time. It's just you don't sometimes get the time that you want. So what we did is we pay $150 a month. That's your maintenance fee. You then can get access to the time that they don't have rented. I swipe that time on a credit card, meaning I pay like 200 bucks for five days, but I'll go and rent it for six to $700. I take that spread. And every time I swipe my credit card, it's counted as travel points. So I also get the travel points from sending that person on vacation. Dude, you need to make a course on timeshares. I already did. <laughs> you did? Okay. I'm going to go <laughs> buy your course. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's pretty much how the timeshare play worked. And that's how we ramped up to like 400 plus units. Wow. Okay. So sorry to interrupt you. I just had to press the pause button there and understand that. Um, so everyone needs to go buy Micah's timeshare course too. <laughs> Can I ask one quick question about that? Yeah, yeah. I think I already answered my question, but there was no way that you could automate linking those calendars up because it sounded like you hired the VA to see if the time was available each time it got booked. That that, the, that's that's the, the big step, right? That yes, we- that was the big step. Uh, we tried that. We tried it with multiple different uh software agencies and it just didn't work because you would have to build a scraper to scrape the data from the site. Uh, that was the number one thing I was, I was thinking, I'm like, if I could just scrape these, this'd be perfect. So yeah, we ended up hiring a VA and he takes care of all of it for us. Gracie and I just wanted to share a quick story here. So um, probably just in like five minutes or so, we just want to kind of explain what happened and um, kind of a bummer of a situation, but we're just taking the most of it and, and learning from it and figured we'd uh, share this story with you guys and and help you to be able to learn. So you want to kind of start off where, where it started? Yeah. Um, so we had our first yes. Well, I had my first yes. And I, we were really excited about that. For arbitrage. For arbitrage, yes. And um, everything was going well. Uh, we expected to sign the lease on the 7th. So Kyle and I decided that it was a good idea to start buying furniture. And we had already paid the down payment. The, oh, this the, is true. the security deposit. Uh-huh. And the property manager who was saying yes to us basically said, yes, we're going to sign on Monday or Tuesday when the owners get back in town. That's all we had been told at this point. Right. <clears throat> so I went ahead and started the initial furniture purchasing process, had that ready to go in my cart, hit uh, process payment, and we were good. Then we get a call. That's the insurance call came in, right? Yeah. Then we get a call. No, no, it was a text. I got a text from the property manager stating that the owner did not feel comfortable uh, with the whole property insurance and that he was going to refund us the security deposit. I contacted Kyle. Uh, we, I told him, hold off. Don't refund just yet. We have a solution. In the meantime, Kyle uh, is getting his answer together with how we're going to overcome the insurance hurdle. Anyway, that gets squared squared away. Um, we actually end up speaking to 
the landlord himself, um, he and his mom both own this property. So we got on the phone with them, um, explained that there were other options. I guess the biggest difficulty they were having is the price increase that they were going to be hit with. So I shared um, a resource of mine because when I got uh, insurance on my property, my policy only went up $52. So I shared that resource. Kyle also um, referred them to a local uh, broker. And, um, and they, yeah, <clears throat> when getting on the phone with these owners, they were pretty much like, oh, okay, this changes everything. We're totally good to go. In and, fact, he even said, yeah. after this property is finished, I'm going to refer you to another property where our lease is almost mm -hmm. up. So I'm looking at Kyle like, oh my God, this is great. We just scored. Not only are we starting this property, but we have others lined up yeah. with the same people. So recap, we've already ordered the furniture. We talked to the property manager. Property manager was ready to kill it. The mm -hmm. owner was like, no, okay, great. If you can figure out the insurance part, then we're good to go. <clears throat> we referred them to the insurance people. And then the next day, Gracie goes, oh my gosh, stuff is arriving five days early to the house. They're already, we're already getting pictures of boxes of furniture showing up to the house. And yeah. we were so confident about the day before, we were like, well, no big deal. Let's just see if we can put it in the garage. Yeah. And the property manager was like, yeah, you can't put it in the garage because the owners don't want to do the deal. And so we called Amazon, like we, we, we asked like, what's, what's the issue? And they said, um, they said, yeah, it's just an insurance thing. Right. Um, he said uh, pricing and then other, uh, complications. other complications. So basically, they've got stuff going on on their end that they don't want to be transparent about. We have no idea what it is. At this point, Grace and I are looking at each other like, these are not people we want to work with anyway. Yeah. If they're going to give us the runaround, if they're going to ask for our money, tell us that they're going to sign a lease and then back up on it basically the day before they're supposed to sign the lease. And then we talk to them again and they still back out again. It's just not really someone that we want to do business with. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I'm like, get on it, get on the phone with Amazon and, and we'll just get all the, the furniture returned and canceled. Well, Amazon's like, no, everything's already been shipped out. So you guys, you're stuck with the furniture unless you want to return it yourselves. The good news <laughs> is I have 18 months, zero interest. Yes. <laughs> so Long story short, we've got, now I got to send my, my assistants out. I got to send other people out to go pick up furniture and take it to like a storage location while we go and find a new location for this furniture, which is just a pain in the butt, right? And we got to pay more people to do it. But, but I, think, I already have a house where some of it's going. Yeah, exactly. So we're finding solutions. But I think, I, I guess what I wanted to share as the, uh, the learning lesson here was, for me at least, it was do not um, take a property manager at their word. Um, get on the phone, make sure that part of your, your pitch there is I got to talk to the owner. I, I understand that it's good with you, but I got to make sure that the owner is completely understanding of this as well. Um, get me in touch with the owner and then don't, don't buy any furniture until, um, paper has been signed for us. When we gave the 20, we gave a $2,400 security deposit. When we gave that money to us based on everything that had been said, it was as good of a deal as it was. A, it was basically a done deal at that point. There was no question of if it was going to go through or not. And then two days later, he's like, "Well, never mind." Um, so wait until you actually have something signed, I guess, before before buying. So yeah, I was raised in a household where my word was gold. <laughs> yeah, and I stood behind <clears throat> it, and I thought I was dealing with someone that also held that highly, yeah. and that wasn't the case. Yeah. So we learned the hard way. Anything else you learned from that? 
no, all is good. We're yeah. going to go and hit some other deal and it's going to be even better. Yeah, exactly. I, I told her too, I was like, I think that happened for a reason because we're dealing with all this while we're in Hawaii. You know, we're just, I mean, we're literally going up to the Grand Canyon of Hawaii. We're, we have no service. We're trying to like get an answer of what's going on. And it's just taken us away from like where, where we were supposed to be and how we we're supposed to be present. And I was just like, let's not complicate this thing. Like let's, let's, simplify and here's how we do it. So it, it led us to having a really good conversation about where the business is going next. So without further ado, let's, let's jump into the accelerator seat. Uh, Mr. Salim, welcome aboard, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, like Kyle said, I want to start uh, a management or co-hosting business. Um, I learned a lot in the course, but you know, w w when you want to apply it, you know, when you want to start the business, you find these little things that maybe you haven't learned in the course, you know? Um, and this is why, you know, I would like to like ask more questions, learn about, about more how to, how to implement um, this kind of business. So, um, so I downloaded Airbnb, BNB Vester. I think I learned about it from Kyle Colette yep. uh, because I saw one of his posts, he mentioned BNB Vester. So I, I went to that website, I first purchased a membership. Um, and like now I know how to contact people directly. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, like, like do my pitch and all these things. But I would like, I would like to do it two ways. I would like one way people to contact me directly through the website. And then the other way, um, I want to be able to when I, when I reach out to, to these owners or investors, I want to like show them I have a good portfolio, right? I want them to pick me to be the, the person to work with, um, you know, as opposed to anyone else. Um, and I think I, need, I, need, I have more questions about what kind of people I need to hire to do like better photography, uh, better interior design, have a nice portfolio so that when they look at it, they're like, yeah, I, I want to deal with this guy. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I can speak to is it sounds to me like if I'm hearing you correctly, your marketing, you're saying you want to, you want to reach out, but you want more so people reaching out to you. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, um, I, when I had sent you that site, um, home um, here's what I know about sites like that and marketing like that. Um, it takes, it takes, you know, first of all, a really professional look. Um, it takes a, um, it takes usually a, a decent amount of either time or money to get your stuff to, you know, rank in the Google searches. Um, and then the type of clientele that you're going to get is going to be of the, um, I, I would say the highest maintenance type of clientele. Um, who is going to ask you and put you through the ringer when it comes to questions. Um, I have had a total of four cold leads come to me through websites and, and I stopped doing it because I didn't, I didn't enjoy the type of people that I was getting. Um, they were big time investors who, uh, or it, there was a couple big time investors. And then there was a couple people who were just like, you know, they were, they own a secondary home and they wanted to do their place on, on Airbnb. But what they expected because they had, I was one of four or five people that they were interviewing. 
they were comparing me and, and they're trying to do the pros and the cons of here's Kyle's company versus here's this company versus here's this company. And well, and then they want to get in negotiation. Well, this company, Salim is going to do eight, you know, 15%. You're telling me 20%. Can you bend on that? And, and at the end of the day, um, what I realize is that however that client is in the beginning is typically going to be three to five times worse when you sign them on. Um, and, and so for me, I like warm leads and my phone can still ring with warm leads. Um, and, and I don't have to do that whole like battle of them comparing me to other, other companies. I don't have to do the battle of like me, you know, like just having to front this entire company. I'm getting a personal referral from someone who has a trusted relationship with another person that I've either helped or added some value to. And because of that, like it just feels like the sale is completely taken out of it. Um, the, the other struggle is that because you don't have any properties yet, um, getting cold marketing going for like a website and having leads coming to you, um, you're going to have to have a website that shows listings. And when people find out that those aren't your listings, that they're just, you know, general pictures that are taken off of an Airbnb site or something, you know, you're going to lose a little bit of credibility because you got to be transparent with people. So they're going to say, how many listings you have? Well, actually I don't have any listings. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I was reaching out to a, you know, professional property management company, you know, so there's, when there's no relationship, it, it becomes a much more about your ability to sell versus, when you have that warm relationship, some it's either the person that you know or the person that's sending them to you um, is is able to use that relationship. You're able to use that relationship and say, "Hey, if this person trusts me, you can trust me too." Um, so, to me, man, like the the best place for you to spend your time and money, in my opinion, it's not making a site, it's not creating cold leads that are coming to you. It's getting out there and shaking hands with real estate investors real estate agents, property managers, going to meetup groups, um, showing up to real estate offices, offering uh, to give a free presentation to, to the, the real estate agents. They do all these real estate agents. They have meetings, you know, usually once a week, once every other week, once a month. And they're looking for people to speak at these meetings and provide value. And that's how I started my co-hosting business was essentially just, talking at meetings for absolutely free and giving away value for free and people just started coming my way or being referred to me. I get now a call usually once a week now from someone that I have never met before and they're just like, hey, so-and-so told me about you. And recently I've been getting calls from people that are like, I, I heard about you from Jennifer. And I'm like, I don't even know who Jennifer is. <laughs> you know, So like, it's, it's just like, for me, the word of mouth through pounding the pavement and shaking hands and and meeting people has been way bigger on my return on time and investment than, than making a cold uh, website to, to gather leads. Um, so I'll, I'll stop talking there for a second. Um, backup questions, any comments from anyone? I know Kyle, you guys are doing a little bit of co-hosting as well. Um, so happy to continue the conversation. I mean, I, I'm just, going to be preaching the same sort of thing that Kyle is over here. What I'm, I'm in the process of is just basically marketing to my own network. I mean, I did get my real estate license. So um, like I'm with Intero and it's, 
uh, I just was at like a happy hour thing that I got invited to just by being an, an agent there. And so I'm going to start having meetings. I just got approval from like my manager um, in that office to do a presentation on short-term rentals and kind of what we're doing and just providing information on that. So that's like, <clears throat> I think some of the best ways that's going to be working for me as well as, um, uh, again, it's just a more personal uh, relationship. So you're not like, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of value to you actually being able to have such an, uh, a more one-on-one -on -one conversation with some of these people in those rooms after the fact uh, and build much better rapport um, than some of these colder leads. So I, I'm, I'm under the same opinion as Kyle, uh, you know, the only other thing that I can think of with, with regards to that, and, and, and this is where it's hard, but it's because these people are actively doing it, is a lot of social media engagement. If, if you're constantly, very consistently posting, have a, have a good investor um, uh, social media page, and then you're adding on that like you have, uh, you know, either mentorship or deals going on that you want to bring people in. I, I know people that are definitely successful in that space as well as you still kind of uh, slowly, you are, it's a lot slower process, but you're slowly building up like this rapport with your, the people that are following you or any other people that are following those hashtags or things like that uh, on the Instagram or the TikTok realm of things. And you can feel like you're a little bit, you, you understand that person a lot more when they're just consistently putting out content. And I think Stanley probably uh, agrees with that. And he probably gets uh, mess direct messages at this point uh, on Instagram from, from definitely people he's never really talked to, but those, those are maybe a little bit warmer because he's slowly created rapport by uh, all the content that he's putting out on, on yeah. that, that yeah. end of things. I think the important thing is none, none of this is going to happen overnight. And if you think, it is, you're being lied to um, because, <clears throat> I mean, I just look at it, you know, going back to when I first started, Salim, I've, the, the first hurdle I had to get over was actually sharing what I was doing. Um, I heard it from two of my mentors, um, John and Jason. John said, if, if you are doing something and no one in your network knows what you're doing, then you don't have a business. He said, everyone needs to know about what you're doing. and I, my response to that was in my own head. I hadn't even told John that I was doing Airbnb because I thought like, oh my gosh, I just have this amazing thing that is going to make me five times as much on a rental than anything else anyone else is doing in real estate. I got to hold this close and not tell anyone about it. That was my original mindset. And then my other mentor, Jason, said, um, if, if you share with people what you're doing, it'll feel like you're giving away the secret, but what's actually happening is it'll come back to you tenfold. And so I just trusted that mindset that I needed to have an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. And by giving away free information in the beginning, it felt like I was giving away my time for free. It really did. Um, I felt like I was going and talking at these meetings. I was asking for people to, you know, do X, Y, and Z and no, no one was doing it. Like I would go to a meeting and I would give this presentation and I would tell people, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, uh, three people with properties that are ready to to do Airbnb today. And I would talk to a room of 50 people and I'd get no leads. And then I'd go and I'd do another meeting and I would say, if you know anyone, you know, looking to do, to get properties uh, and get more, you know, um, more profit on it, then, you know, let me know. 
and I got no leads. And I just, I did that again and again and again, but I just trusted the process of give information for absolutely free. Don't expect anything in return and it'll eventually come back tenfold. And I'm telling you that, that what, what Tony Robbins say, uh, says you 90% of, or what, what is it? It's um, 90% of what people see is what you're celebrated for. Um, but it was practiced in silence for years and years and years. Um, and so what felt like, you know, like literally 90% of my business happened overnight, but it was this year long effort of like telling people what I was doing and being, you know, okay with being at five or six properties at the time. And then boom, overnight, it was like in four months, we had 18 new properties. Um, but it really took like pounding the pavement and just providing value. Hey, you, you've got a property that is making you $200 a month. I've got a system that can make you $1,000 a month after expenses. Is that something you want to learn more about? Cool. You got friends who want to learn about that. Let's all get together. Let's have a lunch and let me show you what that looks like. Um, just having those conversations like every day, is, it's, it's the only way that you're going to build a business that you're really like excited about. I will, I'll, I'll say it in that way. When, when you talk to people about your system, do you talk about automation? Because like, you know, talking about automation, you know, personally scares me because people will say, okay, if you can automate it, why can't I do it myself and automate it, right? Yeah, and, and again, that's just where you got to trust the abundance mindset because that right there, 100%. Um, I mean, I'll just, I'll give you a really good example. Um, Gracie and I went and did a meeting with this guy um, and we got hosed. I mean, the guy literally said, Hey, I want you to manage our place. We went and did the meeting. We showed him, you know, all the furniture that we would change out, replace beautiful house, um, great area. And you know, two days later he was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it myself. Okay. You know what? I believe in karma. If you want to, if you want to steal my time for free and you want to, and you want to go and do something on your own, you know what? I've got an abundance mindset. You got a scarcity mindset. That's all. That's the only way I look at that. And that's not someone I want to do business with anyway. So if you're going to give away your time for free and you're going to tell someone the secret sauce and their intent in the beginning is to have you do it. And then their intent at the end is to do it themselves. I don't think that's someone you want to do business with anyway, because if they're going to do that now, they're going to do that in the future. So I would just challenge you to, um, and encourage you to just really believe in the abundance mindset that when someone asks you a question, Hey, how do you do your pricing? I use a great tool called beyond pricing. It helps me automate it. It's a difficult, you know, price. It's a difficult tool to use in the beginning, but I've figured it out and I've got a great way of being able to price my stuff. Now, how do you, how do you deal with all the guest communication? Well, I've got a great team. I've hired a great team and I also use smart BNB. It helps me with guest uh, communication and it automates the process. You know, giving, giving away that information, what you'll find is people will trust you more because you will give away more information and then you will also gain a lot of credibility with them because they can see you as the expert. Um, and when you have that abundance mindset, people are just attracted to other people with abundance mindsets. Um, like I don't believe that my business would be where it's at today. I don't believe Kyle and Cooper would have grown to where they're at already uh, had they just hidden what they were doing. Uh, you ought to, you ought to add Kyle on, on Facebook. If you haven't already, he's doing a great job of sharing with everyone what he's doing. And because of that, he's already got a few investors that have been doing deals with him. That wouldn't have happened if he wasn't preaching to the world what he's doing and, and how he's doing it.
If you ever want to reference back to just the notes of this, we also have this same episode on our podcast and you can find that podcast show notes section on fearlesskyle.com forward slash Airbnb mashup. Um, and so when we go, when you go to Airbnb mashup, you'll see this mashup of all of these, uh, these situations that we talked about today. So uh, again, if, if you got a lot of value from this today and you're thinking, man, how can I get around more people like Micah? How can I, you know, be in that accelerator seat? How can I learn from Kyle's mistakes or learn from Kyle's uh, strategies and, and wins? You know, these, this is exactly what we're doing on a weekly basis. What you saw is part of a weekly meeting that we have with all of our students and all of the people in our mastermind. And this is something that you can absolutely be a part of. All you have to do is email me info at fearlesskyle.com. We'll put you through an interview process. Again, it's $97 a month. Um, the way I kind of look at that is if it helps you to be able to get booked for one more night every single month out of the year, you're paying for it in itself. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, you know, my hope would be that it just expands your mind so much and allows you to start, you know, using different tools, uh, using different processes, using different systems and being around people with just a higher mindset so that, you know, maybe right now you're stuck at five units and you're like, how do I get past that? Well, maybe this group can help you to be able to get from five to 50. Um, and, and that's exactly what my hope would be. So anyway, with that being said, that's going to do it here. Once again, make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, do all the fun stuff that we really appreciate here. And we will see you next time.